Hi, everybody. That's Allie. And that is Dash. Welcome to our play date. Where we choose a game, sometimes make up our own rules, and play for a while. Enjoy listening and playing along. Or don't. We can't hear you. It's a podcast. You know what's really good? What's that? This zero sugar Coke, zero sugar cream soda that we got from Wawa. Oh, yeah. Listen. I haven't had cream soda in a really long time, and it is delicious. <laughs> it is delicious. Yeah, the the Wawa Choose Your Own Adventure soda machines are next oh. level. Because it's not just that it's a, it's a choose your own adventure. It has a very wide variety. Do you remember the first time you realized and saw that a choose your own adventure soda machine was a thing? Yes. I tell you, I have never felt more power in my life. Yeah. I I was like, I can do anything. I can have <laughs> anything I want. Right. Yeah. This is my, all, my whole life has been culminating to this moment. And then there were so many choices I couldn't even pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Cheesecake Factory. Oh, you just there's so many options. Man, a Choose Your Own Adventure soda machine is just. And not only that, it's the nugget ice. It's, it's like truly uh, one of the peaks of human existence. I'm not even going to lie. It's great. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> Internet, jury's still out. Choose your own adventure soda machine about it. I, I've never met somebody who's like, uh, a choose your own adventure soda machine. I don't want to have every single soda at my disposal right now. <laughs> or not even soda. You can have water. You can have bubbly water. Yes. You can have vitamin water. How do you do it? It's magical. It's just, it's magical. And, ju- and bubbly water in any flavor you choose. Yeah. Just, just oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, there's a food truck next to us called Hot Girls and Soul Food. Yes. Wait, hot is that... Girls Soul Food. Maybe it's just owned by two hot girls. I like that. Listen, say who you are, say what you're about. We're about hot girls and soul food. Yeah. I respect it. Get it. Get it, hot girls. All right. Hey, little ghosties. Hey, little ghosties. We're still on the road trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still on the road trip when we're recording this. Obviously, we're home by yeah. the time you listen. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. So, we discovered that while listening to Snow Patrol was great, um, podcasting passes the time much more quickly. So, we're going to play another game. Uh, we played this before in the pod. I'll yeah. have to look up which episode it was. But All right. this is the one... Minute, uh, sorry, Clarendon's Mystery oh, no. Tonic One Minute Mysteries. So, this is you can't see it because the, the lighting is yeah. not ideal, but there's a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, so it's a really easy game to play. There's a, a case, uh, we read the case, we read the <clears throat> clues, and then we solve the mystery. And this is from Front Porch Classics oh, Games. Yeah. And the website is rugame.com. Yeah, Front Porch Classic has a whole collection of these, like, really simple card games that you, I guess you can just keep 
a deck of them on your front porch, and when you're sitting out there, you're like, hey, we're just going to... Yeah, just keep, like, a, a game box out in your front porch, and just... Because yeah. this is, I mean, you just decide. It's very small. It's very compact. You can toss it in a bag. Which is what you did. This is the reason yeah, why we exactly. have... Yeah, exactly. We have it because I yeah. tossed it in a bag. Right. We were originally planning on just playing two games, one up and one back for the podcast, but once we decided that podcasting helps pass the time faster, um, luckily, Allie had an extra game that yeah. she was just tossed in her bag. I always bring backup games. Yeah. Also, because sometimes we actually play them. Right, yeah. When we're, when <laughs> yeah. we're at the, the destination of the road trip. So, you want to solve some mysteries? Let's solve Put some mysteries. Put on our Sherlock Holmes hat. Let's do it. Let me Who's take your a... favorite detective? Do you have a favorite detective? Mm. Um, I love Robert Downey Jr.'s version of Sherlock Holmes. Right. Because... He is not as pretentiously annoying as, like, Benedict Cumberbatch's version. Right, yeah. Sherlock Holmes seems really annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like if he was my friend, I'd be like, I don't really want to hang out, dude. Yeah, Like, I just, I don't want to hang out. Yeah. Like, we wouldn't actually be friends. It would just be like... (sighs) (laughs) Uh, Hercule Poirot, I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm, like him. I'm a Veronica Mars kind of gal. She's my Ooh, Veronica Mars. She's my one. preferred uh, detective. Yeah. You know who's an excellent detective that doesn't really, probably doesn't make a lot of lists of detectives. Uh, Jake Peralta from Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's actually good at his job. Like he's a goofball, you know. And he likes to have fun, but he's actually good at his job. Yeah. But also, I feel like if that's really your job, to see, right. like, the worst that human beings do to each other yeah. every single day, you've got to have some levity. Yeah. Which they do touch upon on one of the episodes. Right, like, exactly. Yeah, our job is real dark. This is how we deal with it. Right, <laughs> exactly. So let's solve some mysteries. Yeah. <clears throat> do it. The case. Jay asks Brooke for her address to send her a letter. Okay. Brooke checks the mail every day, but the letter never comes. She later finds out that Jay has been involved in a car crash and could not get the letter to her. Jay is not injured, and there is no damage to his car. What has happened to Jay, and whose fault is it? Okay, so our clues. Okay. Rook receives all her other mail. Okay, so, so my original thought was maybe Jay's vehicle was the mail truck. So that's why the mail didn't get to her. But if she gets all her other mail, then that's not the case. Okay, go on. Jay's outlook is not a good one. And just as a key, this might be a key clue. Outlook is capitalized. Uh, is it email? His computer is crashed? Um, it says, but also Jay calls someone in the yellow pages to fix his problem. Oh. The messages and email. Oh, I get it. And it was a server crash. Yeah. Jay's work has not been a. Jay's work has not been affected by the crash. Jay was not in his car when the crash takes place. Okay. And it just says Jay has been involved in a crash. It could be a server crash. You could not get the letter to her. Jay is not injured. There's no damage to his car. So it must have been a server crash. His email crash. His email crash. His outlook crashed. Yes. And that's why she never got the message. Right. Okay, let's see. Jay has Brooke's email address and his computer crashes. It is no one's fault. Yeah, fair. Yeah. 
It always I, feels like it's my fault if my computer yeah. crashes. But I, I would argue it's not. Bill Gates' fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would argue it's Bill Gates' fault that the message never got to Brooke. It's Big Outlook's fault. Yeah, Big Outlook. <laughs> big Microsoft. Big Microsoft. All right, we got that one. Good. We're one for one. We nice. are so good at our jobs nice. of detecting. A man puts on makeup and a strange outfit as he prepares for work. Okay. I already know. What he does for a living makes some people laugh, but his main audience just wants to kill him. Oh, wait, maybe not. Oh, wow. Though he always wears loud, obnoxious clothes, he really only wants one individual's attention. Is it a birthday clown? What does a man do for a living and whose attention does he want? His main audience wants to kill him. So everything says birthday clown, except for that one part. Yeah. I was thinking, immediately I was thinking clown. Right. He puts on makeup. He only wants one person's attention. Birthday clown. his main audience just wants to kill him. Huh. He puts on makeup. Okay, wait. Okay, so the clues. He has an elaborate performance, but he's not an actor. Okay. He works in a ring, but it's not one of three. So not a clown. Definitely not a clown. I think I'm getting it. I think they're leading us to believe it's a clown. No, I think he's a matador. Oh, do matadors wear makeup? That's the part I don't know. So I think he's a matador, and he wants the attention of of the the bull. bull. Right. So our other clues, he works with animals, but they're not trained to do tricks. So bull. Okay. He doesn't work in Hollywood, but he still deals with a lot of bull. Bull. (laughs) He looks like a joker, but his job is very serious. I didn't know matadors wore makeup. I didn't know matadors wore makeup either. Good for them. Wait, it's a rodeo clown. A rodeo clown? Yes. Okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, rodeo clowns are a thing. Yes, absolutely. Well, rodeos here in America are not... They don't have a matador who's trying to kill the bull. Rodeo Rodeos here in America are like capture the calf or ride the horse or whatever. Oh, so but then there's rodeo like... rodeo clown. There's rodeo clowns that run around the arena while the bull is trying to gore them. But you're not doing it in a way that hurts the bull. You're just getting away from the bull. Like you're not squeezing its balls. <laughs> right. No, that's what they do. I know, I know, I know. It's not To make it great. angry, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I imagine if you wanted to make anything angry, you could just yeah. squeeze its balls. So I'm, so I'm going to guess Rodeo Clown. Rodeo Clown. Yeah. All right, now that you said that, yeah. it makes more sense than Matador, really. Right. And also, what is the name? It just says a man. A man? Puts on okay. makeup and a strange outfit, and he prepares for work. Okay. His main audience just wants to kill him. Okay. I guess his, so his main track. audience would be bulls. Yeah. So, what does a man do for a living, and what... And whose attention does he want? So you say he's rodeo clown a rodeo clown and, and he wants the attention, the the attention of the bull. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The man who works as a rodeo clown, the man works as a rodeo clown who tries to distract bulls from fallen riders. Oh, yeah. There oh, you go. Oh, so he's not just like running around. Uh, he's when the guys fall off. Yes. Look over here, look over here, look over here. While so the, the guy guys can away. get up and run away. Right, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an important job. That's very Don't important. get trampled by a bull. Right. Because not only are you trying to keep the bull from trampling the cowboy, you're also trying to Wait, keep the bull from goring you. Don't they squeeze its balls to make it jump and go wild, though? Maybe. 
like that. I'm not really sure about that. I don't know how they do it in a rodeo. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, because I think one time the the saddle or whatever it is slipped down on one of the horses and accidentally squeezed its undercarriage, and the horse went nuts for a little while. Yeah. Because that's all I could think of. So I don't think that they do that, and if they do, it's not on purpose. Okay. I feel like the bulls are just trained to go crazy as soon as the door opens. I just thought maybe they didn't like being in that tiny little space and, yeah. and then they were like let me out of here right i don't know i hope it's okay i don't know i've been to a rodeo okay another case gets to it you were the lead detective on that one you really thank you yeah. I, took, I took point yeah great job <laughs> okay so the case danielle coordinates the preparation of five sometimes seven highly elaborate meals a day Okay. She never gets to eat any of these meals, even though she works so hard to get every ingredient just right. And what's more, Danielle will be the first to admit that she's actually not a very good cook. What is Danielle making, and why doesn't anyone eat her meals? She's making dog food? Or pet food? And she works at a veterinarian's office? Yeah, that's my first inclination. It's yeah. like, she... Yeah, makes dog food or something. Right. Like animals. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't okay. eat any food. So what is she making and why doesn't anyone eat her meals? Okay. Danielle fell into this job by chance. She used to be an interior decorator. Oh. Hmm. Interior decorator. What does that clue mean? Like cares about uh, wait, how wait. things look. Get this. Like for uh, the aesthetic. So listen to the wording where it's uh, why doesn't anyone eat her food? It doesn't say anybody. Or any person, because then that would imply that dogs also eat her food, right? Or, or cats or whatever. I think that she takes care no, of plants. No, it says she never gets to eat any of these meals. Right. She prepares plants, Even food for plants. she works so hard to get every ingredient just right. I'm going to guess plant food for plants. Okay. Do you want more clues? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Danielle works with a small army of assistants and collaborators to get her job done. Okay, still could be plants. Mm -hmm. Danielle is not a chef. Right. She's always been more concerned about the look of a dish rather than its taste. Mm. Okay. Oh, what if, she, what if she does, like, food photography? Like, she arranges oh. food, you know, how, like... Yeah. In yeah, the yeah. Snickers commercial, the caramel is, like, right. across the Snickers. Or, like, how... In uh, like, Kraft Singles, the cheese pull right. is there. The but, Big Macs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Danielle works with a photographer. Oh, yeah. Then she prepares food for photography, for, for menus. So she's making, yeah, menu food? Because yeah. it's... Or maybe she makes those little plastic food that you see at, like outside food shops in Japan. Right, yeah, like decorative food. Yeah. Okay, so she, yeah, she makes decorative food. Okay. A food stylist. <laughs> she makes food look good so it can be photographed. I didn't know that A was... food stylist. I usually thought it was the photographer who did that, but I didn't know the food stylist was its own profession. I knew it was a job, yeah. but I couldn't remember what the job name was. Yeah. Food stylist. That's a good job. I'd take that job. I'm 
saying. Probably better than styling people. People right. can talk back to you. Yeah, right, exactly. But, like, a Big Mac is not going to talk back to you. Right. You just get to place... How satisfying would it be to just place sesame seeds one by one? <laughs> or, like, dig through a bottle of cornflakes to find the yeah. perfect bowl of cornflakes? That, that would be so satisfying. And then pour them into a bowl of glue. Right. That's, that's how that works. That would be so satisfying. Yeah. Man, I would do that job. That would be fun. All right, another case. An aircraft takes off and moves quickly out of sight. The aircraft doesn't use gas, wind, nuclear, or solar power, but flies farther and faster than any craft before it. Hmm. What is the aircraft's name and what is its power source? All right, start, start, start with the aircraft takes what? Takes off and moves quickly out of sight. Okay. It doesn't use gas, wind, nuclear, or solar power. Okay. But it flies farther and faster than any craft before. Hmm. So immediately I'm thinking hot air balloon. But that right, uses that gas. Right, that uses gas, yeah. So that's not it. I was also just a regular helium balloon. If you let it go, it takes off really fast. It could also be but a... that's not an aircraft. No right. one would ever call a balloon an aircraft. Right, right. Uh, it could also be like one of those water pressure bottle rockets that they build in summer camp. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Let's keep going with the clues. Okay. The aircraft is part of a fleet. Oh, okay. The aircraft usually flies for 60 minutes at a time. 60 minutes at a time as part of a fleet? Okay. The aircraft uses... Oh, sorry. The aircraft needs special crystals to fly. What? Okay. The aircraft uses a fuel based on an element with the chemical symbol L-I. L-I? What is L-I? Lithium? I don't know. I don't know the periodic table. I mean, if it's lithium... I don't know if that's where it is, but if it's lithium, it should be batteries, basically. Like, rechargeable. Is it a drone? Because drones fly in fleets now to do all those, like, designs and stuff in the sky. I don't know how new or old this game is. This game is... Copyright is... And it doesn't use solar, do, nuclear, do, do. gas, or... Whatever. It doesn't say anything about battery power. Use this crystal, 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 crystal. Is it, um, what's the, is it dry ice? What's dry ice made of? Liquid, uh, is it nitrogen? It's not liquid nitrogen, I don't think. But what is dry ice? It's nitrogen, right? I don't, no, I don't think it's, maybe? We are not scientists. I don't see science. All right, go ahead. Oh, there's one more clue. The crew and its aircraft boldly go where no others have gone before. Is it a rocket? Because it, sh- it flies and then it just floats around once it gets out the atmosphere? It goes into space? But that uses... Well, I guess it's not gas. It's fuel, but... Rocket fuel. I think fuel. they... Right. What is rocket fuel made of? Not crystals. I thought it was just dry ice. And no. And then they just, like, no. blast it the heck out of here. No. Yeah. It does not use dry ice. Why not? No, dry ice does not... 
dry ice isn't combustible. How would it fuel anything? I don't know. All right, what is it? I think this one has stuffed us. Oh, Star Trek's Enterprise uses dilithium crystals as Come fuel. on. That's not... I didn't know they wanted it to be as specific as Star Trek Enterprise. Right. It's a, it's a fictional vehicle. Also, I don't know what dilithium is. But you were right with the lithium. Yeah. All right. Well, I've disappointed everyone in my immediate family. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My mom doesn't care about Star Trek. So half wow. the people in your immediate family. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, my sister doesn't either. Yeah. <laughs> Just my dad. I didn't know fictional vehicles were Yeah, I didn't option. know fictional vehicles were... Okay, to fully go where no one has gone before. Right. The most famous split infinitive in the English sure, language. But I, but I thought that at that point... I thought that was thinking rocket. Rocket or space, right? I wasn't thinking... Not specific yeah. space vehicle. Right, right. But I don't. I also don't get the flies for sixty minutes at a time. An episode of Star Trek is sixty minutes. Oh, I mean, not really. They're like forty. Sure, like forty-eight. Forty-seven, yeah. forty-eight with commercials. I, I okay. I see. Yeah. I see now. All right. The case. All right. During the invention of the printing press, a man published a book that many people already owned. The book became an instant bestseller. I think we did this one last time. Did we? It's the Bible. Yeah, it's the Bible. I don't even need to read the rest of the clues. It's the Gutenberg Bible. The Gutenberg Bible? Yeah. We, I think that we did that one. Yes, because I remember I was talking about, like, what was a bestseller back then? Like, five? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's still a bestseller. Yes. I think every year yeah, yeah, the yeah. Bible is one of the best-selling books. Yeah. Oh, you got to fill all those hotel rooms with it. No, those are <laughs> donated by Gideon's. I are think. they really? Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think it's also one of the most stolen books. Yes. Which is interesting. Right? Isn't that fascinating? Can you... Do you think the local library has a copy? I'm sure, right? Of what? The Gutenberg Bible? No, just, oh, just the, the Bible. Bible. Yeah, definitely. And several like the versions. Quran and the Torah yes. and stuff. And several versions of Interesting. it. Interesting. Because think about how many versions of the Bible there are. Uh, good old King James. Yeah. Yeah. The Gutenberg Bible. Where is that? Do you know where it's like housed, the actual thing? I do not know. That would be pretty cool to see. Are there uh, several Gutenberg Bibles though? It's like... It's a Gutenberg Bible, not the Gutenberg Bible. Well, I mean, yeah, because he invented the printing press. And then printed so a bunch of Bibles. He printed a bunch of Bibles, yeah. So I just stuck some cards in the back, so I tried to just sure. rearrange. Okay. A young boy... Oh, I already know. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> so they are... They, yes, fictional characters are a thing in this. Yeah, okay. I didn't even need... I just saw a young boy arrive to school on a train, and I was like... It's Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Sherry's enter... Sherry, spelled S-H-E-R-R-Y. Okay. Enters a business establishment with more than $500 in cash and valuables. Okay. After less than three minutes, she leaves with none of her valuables, but with a single piece of paper. She isn't upset, doesn't call the police, and plans to return to the business establishment again. What are Sherry's valuables, and what type of business did she visit? She walks in with $500 in cash. 
It's like a pawn shop or a resale shop, I think. Yeah, or it could be a bank and she's dropping them off in a great safe deposit box. But then what is the piece of paper? So, she, in a pawn shop, don't they don't do they just give you the cash or do they give you a receipt and then you go and like I've never no, been to a pawn shop. No, they give you the cash. Okay. So what are Sherry's valuables and what type of business? Okay. Sherry's valuables include a mink stole and her favorite dress. Does she walk into a thrift shop? Oh, she she's donating it to a secondhand store and then well, walks here's, out with Here's the second clue. Sherry expects to retrieve the, quote, missing valuables within a week. So, yeah, probably a pawn shop then. No. No? She's going to retrieve them at, in a week. It's a dry cleaner. Oh, there you go. Good call. Yeah. That's what the receipt is for. Yeah. So Sherry's valuables are dry clean only only clothes and she visits the dry cleaner. There. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. The dry cleaner costs 500. I've never dry cleaned anything in my life. A mink coat would cost a lot. A mink coat would cost a lot. But dry cleaning is not. It's not inexpensive, but depending on where you go, it's not like. Right. Out of. I need to find someone to clean a leather coat. I've taken it to the dry cleaner and they're like, we don't do leather. Really? But I really need this jacket clean though. Fascinating. Yeah. I think things like that, like really expensive clothes, you know, fur coats, leather, wedding dresses, that kind of stuff can be really expensive because it's like delicate and intricate. But like a pair of pants is like whatever, nine, ten dollars. I always think about Mitch Hedberg, and he goes, uh, this coat that I'm wearing is dry clean only, which means it's dirty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when you layer, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and I, I mean, I do wash a lot of things that are supposed to be dry clean only. Yeah, sure. You know, I just, who has time? Who's got the time? Who's got, who's got the time to go now, to the dry cleaner? Now, last time we played this game, uh, we didn't have our rating system. So You're right. We didn't. Should uh, should we give it a rate? Are we done? Are we done solving mysteries? You can do one more. Let's do one Let's more do and one then more. we'll rate it. All right. Years ago, two men spent every day and night together. A third man waited for them nearby. Going outside could kill the men... But they went for short walks and drives nonetheless. They were astronauts on the moon. Now the men need normal lives and can go outside as often as they like. Where were the men and what was their profession? They were astronauts on the moon. Okay. And the third man was the one circling the moon in the retrieval shuttle. Okay. The men were astronauts on the moon. You're right. Wow. That was fast. Good job. Yeah. Sorry. It was, it was just fairly obvious. Was it the episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon finds out her dad could have been oh, Buzz right. Aldrin? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Funny. Um, okay, so let's rate uh, Mystery yeah. Tonic One Minute Mysteries. So I'm giving this the box. It's a slide-out box. I'm oh, giving it, I love it. I'm giving it an old-school box of matches. Yes, yeah. Like, it's that really satisfying slide feeling, mm-hmm. which I love, love. Yeah. Love. I don't know why. I love a slide box. I, I love really a do. slide box. I do. It makes me feel fancy. 
And the cards are shaped like little tonic bottles. So, y'all, if you're watching this, you can see a very brightly lit outline. But they're shaped like little tonic bottles, which I love. So I'm going to give them a flea market vendor that sells tiny old little perfume bottles and things like that. That's what I'm giving the cards. I like that they went the extra mile and shaped the cards. I really do. It just gives it an extra... Right. You didn't have to do that. You could have just made them square. Right. You could have just gone simple with it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. Uh, playability. I mean, there's the directions are two sentences on the back of the box. <laughs> so, extremely easy to play. And, yeah. and it's pretty fun. Right? Yeah. I had a good time playing it. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, Clarendon's Mystery Tonic One Minute Mysteries. I know they have a couple more yeah, they have several kind of, of those, versions yeah. of the game, like one minute, whatever. Yeah. So uh, check it out if you're so inclined. I also like the old timey artwork on the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's it kind it of looks giving... like the label you would get. Well, or like if you were to imagine what old snake oil salesmen used to design their labels as that's what it looks like yes yes it looks like this is next to a bottle of snake oil and then another bottle just full of cocaine (laughs) that's what it looks like yeah so yeah that is uh clarendon's mystery tonic one minute mysteries i'm gonna look up uh what other episode we played this on please pause well you don't pause We'll pause it for you. We'll pause. We're gonna, we're gonna edit this so I can look <laughs> at the episodes. Or not. Or maybe I'll just leave all this in there. And it, <laughs> it's part of the fun. It's. This is real podcasting, everybody. Yeah, we played it a little ways back. It had to be before season six because we weren't rating yet. We definitely played it. Yeah. I know that we did. I, yeah, we definitely did. And I know I have an Excel spreadsheet, but you're not looking at that. I'm not looking at that. I'm doing it the difficult way. <laughs> I'm literally scrolling through every single episode. Oh, we played it in Season 3, Episode 10. Wow, that was a while ago. Yeah. So Season 3, Episode 10, we played this game. And now this is the road trip version of it. We hope you yeah. liked it. Yeah, thank you for joining us on our road trip back down from the Orlando Comedy Festival. Our next show should be back in the Maverick Studios. So, yeah. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Now we'd love to hear from you. You can visit playdatepod.us to watch our videos, access our episode library, find out more about our brand of quality, clean comedy, and contact us with any questions or comments. Improvisers love audience suggestions, so make sure you visit playdatepod.us. And the podcast you just heard was a production of Society Circus Players. If you like what you heard today, please rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. And finally... If life's a circus, we're, we're the, the clowns. clowns. Oh,
dancing in the dark, you between my arms, barefoot on the grass, listening to a favorite song. Perfect, not you, but perfect tonight.